This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So I promised you that I would ask for some audience participation, and we don't have the mic so for the runners, but if you speak loudly, I'll repeat it, because I want to know what do you think it means to be rich? Comfortable, okay. Abundant, to feel full, quality of life, live without fear, family and friends, connected with spirit, to have enough and be enough. And somebody said cool something, cold tea. Oh, gold teeth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or gold fingers. <laughs> Wholeness. So there, there's a lot of ways to think about being rich. I noticed nobody said money. You're all thinking it. <laughs> Because we're so spiritual that we don't care about money. <laughs> well, so when we think about being rich, there's how do you recognize rich? And then there's where does rich come from? And then there's how do you make that happen? So those are the three aspects of it. So when we think about how we recognize it, if we're honest, if somebody's got a gazillion dollars, we think they are rich. Now, we may, at this point in our spiritual journey, know enough to know, yeah, but that's, there's more to it than that. Because we realize that there are more ways to express riches than money. So community, like right now, here, in this place, as we look around and we, we experience this community, we feel rich, right? Like as opposed to if all this work was done and then one person showed up. You know, we wouldn't feel as rich, would we? But each one of you that made the effort, whatever it took, to come here, contributed to the coffer <laughs> of our community. It's important. You are important, your essence. You make a contribution by your presence. That's a way that we recognize riches. If you listen to the video, I was saying that we, we recognize it in sensory pleasures, like a rich chocolate or a rich fabric. We also could recognize riches in challenges, like the song that Lighter Lights sang is a song about missing people, people that we care about. And so we could think about that as a situation of poverty. Oh, the person that I love is gone, wherever it is that they went. Or we could see it as riches. There was someone who lives in my heart 
for always. Even if they kicked, if you kicked their butt out the door and said, Be, get out of my life, they're still going to live in your heart. There's always, whenever there has been love, it doesn't go away. And so then we have the challenge of when the person has gone away, what does love look like? What does riches look like? We have to dig deep inside of ourselves and, and find that connection that transcends time and space. And we are richer when we do that work, even though it's hard, because we discover oh, we're so much bigger than we thought we were. We are not this isolated person who is separated from someone over there, up there, wherever they are. We are this spirit energy as they are, and we are connected always. And so that challenge allows us to become richer. Myrtle Fillmore talked about how we identify riches on the spiritual plane. She talked about how you can't, you can't just focus on, I want this, whether it's money or an opportunity or a relationship or health, all, all of those forms of richness in life you can't get them just by focusing on the expression. You have to go within. And within, you have the source. Charles Fillmore referred to it as substance. So it's, it's like the, there isn't really a word for it that, that is in our common vocabulary. It's kind of like energy, but energy is is still an expression. So substance is, it's kind of like the internet. You know, if you, if you want something online, whether it's a thing you're going to buy or information or to connect with somebody, you just go into the internet and whatever it is materializes from there. That's the closest I can come to what substance is. But substance is that it's a quality of the divine, it's of creator, it's that from which all that is comes to be. And we need to know that because otherwise we can get confused and think the source of whatever it is we need is something like our job or that other person there who has what we want or the doctor. None of those are the source this substance, this divine substance, is where it all comes from. And how do we recognize it? Myrtle Fillmore says there's three ways. One way is through divine ideas that come to us. The second way is through spiritual resources that are there for us. And the third way I'm going to forget, because I have a rule that whenever there's a list, I forget one thing, but it'll come back. So, um, so I'm going to start right now with the divine ideas. We think that we need something, and 
it's out there like on the Costco shelves and we can go get it. But really, it comes through ideas. That's divine currency. I remember one time I was having an experience where I was really um, short on money and I was married and my husband was pointing this out to me that we were short on money because I was spending too much money and we needed to do something about it. So I wasn't gonna stop spending money. So I'm thinking I need to come up with more money. And I was, I don't know, we'd had this talk before. It hadn't made any difference. But this time, for some reason, it was hitting me. And I'm thinking, okay, I have to do something about this. What can I do? And I, I was just feeling heavy and uninspired. And so I thought about the corner store, which was a Circle K. And I thought, well, I guess I could get a job at Circle K. Now, you know me as I am today, but even then, I was a college graduate, summa cum laude, very intelligent and personable. I could have shot a little higher than Circle <laughs> K, but, at that point in time in my life, I was feeling so heavy and burdened by the idea that I did not have. Lack was weighing me down, and it was cramping my creativity. But luckily, even then, I had a spiritual practice. And so I went to bed heavy, but woke up in the morning, and when I sat to do my spiritual practice, it was like this divine faucet had turned on. And I had all these ideas. And I started thinking about, well, I could teach a class, because I love kids, and, and I had little kids at that time. So I'm thinking I could teach a children's art class, and I could teach this, and I could teach that, and I could do this thing for adults with movement, and blah, 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 blah. So it was like all these, and then I, I went through this list of all these ideas I had, and I crossed out the, I crossed the ones out that, you know, yeah, I could do, but they didn't excite me. And so I was just left with, I don't know, five or six things that excited me. The next thing that happens is I'm calling a friend of mine, and she, she tells me, oh, she's just starting to learn I don't know, publisher, Adobe, I don't know. It was something I didn't know, but it was how to make a flyer. She was learning it. She would love to practice on my thing. And so she creates this practice, I mean this um, flyer for me, and I go, I go and get it. I've got it within three days of having this idea. And then I take it around and by the end of the day of distributing flyers, I come home and there's a voicemail for me from someone I have never heard of enrolling her kid in my class. So that's an example of what can happen when the divine is inspiring. And I bet all of you have examples of that, where you felt like you'd hit a wall maybe, or you didn't know what to do, and then you get this inspiration. And we don't always act on them. Sometimes we tell ourselves, oh, that's not going to work, or I can't do that, or we have these excuses. But when we act upon them, they're magic. They come pre-wired with everything that we need. 
We have resources within. Resources like imagination. Resources like faith to believe in ourselves, to imagine what is possible. Love. When I thought about those things, I would love to do those things in contrast to working for Circle K, which I wouldn't love, except for maybe a discount on donuts or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, but that was not something I would have loved, and there was no energy attached to it. Instead, it was, it was a, an energy suck. But when we go with the things that are really ours, because source is not separate from us. So we have to know who we are in order to make this richness thing work. If we think that source is an outside power that's got all the goods, and we're down here begging for them, it's not going to work. But if we recognize that source is expressing all the time in all of these wild and wonderful ways, including each one of you. Just close your eyes for a minute and think about that. I am this incredible expression of source. I am here to bless the world. And the third thing that was on my list that I now remember <laughs> was that our gifts, we each have individual gifts. So faith and love and imagination, those are, those are gifts of source that are available to all of us. But our personal gifts, those are what we use to express the riches that we are. I'm comfortable up here speaking. Although that wasn't always true, it is true now. I feel that's a gift. Some of you would just end your life right now if it meant that you had to come up here and speak, right? <laughs> On the other hand, my husband's really good with numbers. I remember one time when I had first met him and he's saying, I could make numbers dance across the table. And I'm thinking, wow. That sounds like, that sounds like an actual positive idea about numbers, you know, <laughs> which I couldn't even imagine. So you do not want to hire me as your accountant. Trust me. And yet for him, that was a natural course of action. He was reading books about math when he was a little kid. And I'm like, ah, I was crying over the kitchen table because I had math homework in fourth grade. You know, it's just, we have different gifts, and each one's gifts matter. You are not here accidentally. You are here to bless this world. And so you take the gifts that you have, you use the resources of spirit, and you look out into the world and say, what is called for here that my gifts are a match for? And then you step into action. You allow divine ideas to give you a route that you can take. And when you do that, you are rich. 
Rich is not something you get from outside of you. But when you are rich, then you naturally manifest riches in all the forms. One of the ways that you can get this whole process into action is to pay attention to what is already there. So remember how burdened I felt when I talked about the Circle K job. If instead I was looking at all the ways I was already rich, and they can be small things, small things in my personal life, like look at all the artwork I have in, in my house, or look at all the kids that come over to play. Or it could be more general, like look at all the blades of grass out there, or the strands of straw or pebbles on the ground here. Look at all the goose poop in Duck pa Drake Park. <laughs> you know, it's how many drops in the ocean are there, or grains of sand. There is abundance everywhere we look because it's the nature of the divine. And when we shift, when we shift our consciousness, so instead of thinking of ourselves as small, like the single grain of sand, we think of ourselves as a beach or a desert. We're not a drop of water. We're an ocean. And with that comes all the power that there is in an ocean or a desert or a beach. It's tremendous power that is ours as the one. So we have to stop thinking about ourselves as small, it's just me, and I need whatever I need that's outside of me. We recognize ourselves as one and know that whatever we think we need is right there for us. Jesus was a real mystic. And although there's plenty of stuff in the Bible that's debatable in terms of, well, did that actually happen? Or was that actually said? Never mind. The core teachings are mystical. And so he's saying, seek first the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is a phrase that means expansion, oneness, wholeness. And he's saying, seek that. Find that inside yourself. The kingdom of heaven is within you. So when you focus on that, then all the other stuff comes. And he emphasized it's so important. He, he loved to tell stories, which was, you know, good teachers tell stories anyway. But especially in that culture, they taught in parables. And, and so he told the story of someone who came and, and he found a treasure that was buried in the field. And he went and he sold everything he had so that he could buy that field and dig up that treasure. Now, we might be, you know, treasure chests. We're back to being kids and pirates and all that. And what's in the treasure in the box? And it's, it's probably gold. Or, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but what he's using that as a metaphor, he's saying that the treasure is within. Don't let 
any but anything else be as important as what's within. This is where riches are found. It's all in here. You can also increase your riches through spiritual practice. When you meditate, one of the things you do is you have a chance to question and release the ideas that are burdening you that are not true. And you also have the pipeline to divine ideas. When you meditate, you get into a place of peace. And when you're in a place of peace, you think better thoughts. Some of you, and if not you, your friends, every, all of us, know someone who's in the 12-step community. And they have a phrase that I love, which is stinking thinking. And that's the kind of thinking that you do when you are in the throes of addiction. When something appears to be outside of you that you need inside of you in order to feel good. That's stinking thinking. The opposite is peace. Peaceful thinking. Knowing that it's all good. It's holy good. That's, that's my word for the divine. Holy good. Even when we don't like it, we don't prefer it, but it's still the good. The challenge that will lead us toward recognizing ourselves as more than we thought that we were. So you find those things when you meditate. You also experience riches when you are part of a community. So Carol Fox, I don't know if you know her or not, but winboyfarm at gmail.com is her email. And that's how you get on our list for UCount. UCount is this program that Carol started where you can communicate with the rest of the community who are on the list. That's the step that you have to take. Get on the list. Um, but when you do that, you can, you can put out there, I'm looking for this, or I have this. And our community can share resources. It's so important that we share. We cannot just take. If we look at our Earth, the perils that our Earth is in right now are a prime example of what happens when we only take. Charles Fillmore talked about how there has to be an inlet and an outlet. If we don't have both, we have stagnant water. So each one of us has to be opening to those divine ideas, drawing from the divine resources, but we also have to be sharing. We have to be blessing the world, blessing one another. We do that with our money. We support what we love and what we want to thrive which is why it's important where we shop. 
we do that with our words. Think about the last time you said something appreciative to someone and how good that felt to do that. How good it felt to receive it when someone said something appreciative to you. Those are blessings. Those are blessings of richness. And it keeps that currency, that generosity going in the world. If you're struggling in a relationship right now, the number one thing you can do to improve that relationship is start appreciating. Stop focusing on what the person does that just drives you nuts. Stop using that phrase because we don't want to be nuts and our words have power. And instead, focus on what you can appreciate. No matter who it is in the world, see if you can find something to appreciate. Instead of being mad about however they are being in the world, which only pulls your energy down. And because each one of us is a microcosm of the whole, it drags down the whole. We look around our world right now and we see a lot of division, a lot of acrimony. And we wish we could fix it. But it begins within. We can't go up there and get on, a, get on a platform and say, hey, stop it. We fantasize about that, <laughs> but it doesn't work. What does work is stopping from within, pausing, finding a way to be more kind and appreciative, to use our riches as a blessing to others. So I invite you to think right now. Just close your eyes and think about some ways that you feel rich. I know you won't exhaust the ways in the amount of time I'm going to give you, but just, just marinate in that for a minute. Notice what it feels like in your body to be rich. The law of attraction talks about like attracts like. So now that you know that you are rich, you can be rich in all the expressions that matter to you. And so I'm just going to go a little rogue here and invite um, Jalela and Elowen to come up here because they have an experience of being rich. They got to go to Hits Camp, which is a program that Unity offers. Come on up to the front, girls. You don't have to go on the stage, you're so tall. Okay. So, 
All right, so let's just all beam love and appreciation to these girls who are not as fond of speaking with a microphone as I am, <laughs> but they have something wonderful to say. So what was your favorite thing about the camp? Um, mine was a slip and slide. When we went on hikes. What surprised you about the camp? What surprised me was that we couldn't play in the water or even catch crawdads. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So mysteries abounded. It was to save the wildlife and not let them, like, we weren't allowed to catch crawdads or go in the water because of wildlife. So the crawdads, was it like a mating season or a yeah, birthing season? You found a dead one. Well, isn't that, isn't that wonderful that you had a camp that cared about wildlife? Yeah. Anything else that you want to share about? Do you want to go back? Yes. Why do you want to go back? Not just to get away from your dad. There must be another reason. <laughs> Because it was fun. Fun is a really good reason. Fun is a rich experience, isn't it? How about you? Well, you, you don't get to go back because yeah, you've aged out. No, yet next year I get to go back because sixth grade is the last year, and then you get to go to the other one. I want to go back because I made a new friend, and we're really close now. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else either of you want to share? Your dad does? So William is saying that they prayed before all their activities and Elowen, and they sang a lot and Elowen came back singing songs. Oh, nice. One of these days maybe you'll sing a song for us. <laughs> Not happening with you. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. Well, that'll be your secret talent for now, but maybe someday. Maybe someday you'll be up here like these wonderful musicians who are going to come back on now. So thank you, girls.